Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree and a guy who knows how to work a DVD player talk to you about movies. We once again have another Brownie Bites news update, including who won at this year's Golden Globes, Almo Drafthouse filing for Chapter 11, and an update on the state of theaters and what movies trying to come out. All that and a little bit more on this episode of Brownie Points. We're officially two years old. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Brownie Bites news update episode. We do this every Sunday. As long time listeners know, we never jump right into the reviews. Here we let you know a little bit about what's going on with us and a little bit about what's going on in the world of entertainment. And to start off at the top, we're two years old now, guys. You may have saw on our social media. We're in the terrible twos, mine and no phase. (laughs) Yes. Uh, You may have saw on our social media post by now. uh, We did hit our anniversary on the 4th. We recorded the pilot episode on the 3rd, but published it to you all on the 4th. So we're officially two years old now and honestly it's just we we do little thank yous like this a lot for like occasions but honestly whenever we hit an anniversary i think back to we're gonna spend 70 minutes telling you the history of the show oh yeah i listened to our anniversary episode from last year dude i i will never forget sitting in my old new york apartment uh my ex was at work it was just me and this laptop i was borrowing from uh from work and uh just being nervous and thinking the first idea i had for the show was going to be good and then it just completely backfiring and not knowing what i was doing with the tech yet (laughs) my uh my call dropped when i was coming in yeah it just for the first the first time i'm supposed to be on mic we start recording and the phone or the call dropped the moment i came on oh my god and then just thinking about where we are now versus then it just it 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 just it just makes me feel good and happy that we not only that we've stuck through it but you all listening we know we know there's a few of you out there that are consistent great listeners and lots of feedback and we've gotten to know so many of you all out there thanks to social media and i mean i don't really have much else to say other than just thank you for two years whether you're uh you're a couple episode listener or every episode listener or listening to us for, to, for the first time uh great episode to start with so <laughs> honestly thank you all so much guys we just we wanted to, to, to just to celebrate for a little bit even though i don't have a bottle of champagne with me um but, <laughs> nick where's your beer we, pop <laughs> i'm actually out of beer i have to i so i i'm taking a large amount of vacation time because um i didn't use any because of covid and then i was like oh uh, I can only have five carryover, and I have 13 and a half vacation days. So uh, this weekend, I have a three and a half day weekend because I took a half day today, um, and I will be off on Monday. So I totally forgot to go buy beer. Uh, I went fishing <laughs> for the first time in a long time today. Uh, didn't catch anything, but it was nice to be outside for two uh, about two and a half hours. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I should have bought beer. But the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> two, two years two years old and uh still making mistakes but um 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy to think we're, you know, we started with just recording by doing phone call, like you recording a Skype or a Facebook video call. Then it elevated to we're just going to record our, uh, we're going to call each other on computers and I'm going to record myself on my phone in an isolated track. And then uh, it's elevated to where we have, you know, use audacity and have pretty decent microphones and microphone arms and have a pretty worked out schedule. So we went from firing at the hip to more organizedly firing from the hip. Um, and to the listeners and fans we've had since day one, um, you owe us. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't owe us. We owe you. Um, we've had the past year, obviously COVID threw a monkey wrench in it. Like we were starting to hit our stride with our new recording schedule of how we were going to do it in theaters. And then theaters were like, Hey, stop coming. Um, so it threw a monkey wrench into it, but I think we, in not having as many new movies to review, I think we learned how to become more comfortable. Uh, cause even listening to stuff that we were doing before COVID to now, you can clearly tell that we are way more comfortable talking on mic. Um, well, we're also not exhausted from taping a review an hour after we each have seen the movie, and um, it, it's just a much more relaxed schedule. Yeah. So, um, we I think we got better at, actually, I think I did a lot, got a lot better at judging movies, um, and not just running with stupid bits and just being an, an uninformed person, but... Um, we grew a lot, but we also we had a fantastic year of interacting on social media with uh, other podcasts, other podcasts or uh, guests we had on, um, interacting with our fans on our social media. It was pretty active this past year. Um, so thank you. Please continue to share us. Um, please uh, continue to write uh, comments and stuff like that uh, and share us and write reviews and things like that. Yeah, for real, guys. Honestly, we we really appreciate it and want to continue to to keep making this content for you as long as you all still enjoy listening to to us talk. So, with that, um, that's really it for the personal updates. We're just glowing from from this. No uh, one's car died. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just basking in the glow of all the memories that we've that we've had in the past couple of days. And um, I'm I'm also very very excited because. It ties into an announcement that we have at the end of our second review. So, because um, I just went out and bought what I needed to get that done. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll let we'll let you know about that We've, later, though. We we have an announcement coming up. Uh, we we were going to mention it whenever we discussed uh, Fast and Furious getting uh, the news that it had come out, but we have news about the Fast and Furious franchise for our show uh, at the tail end. It's the last outro of the week, so it will be the massive dump outro. Um, or if you listen to the show in individual segments, it will be at the end of the Devil's Arithmetic review. Yeah, that it's, announcement. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the return of something pretty fun that we like to do. So we'll just leave it there. Listen to all the episodes and figure out what we're talking about, or just keep an eye on our social. But onward to the news. The point of our brownie bites update. The first thing at the top. The Golden Globes happened last week. Uh, we always drop these on Sunday and record them early, so uh, we didn't have anything to tell you about them then. But now, congratulations to everybody that won. Uh, Borat won Best Comedy Film. Um, Nomadland, unsurprisingly, won Best Dramatic Film. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. T'Challa, 
you won Best Actor for a Drama with Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, all the other winners I posted on our wall, and you can just find them if you just Google them. I won't uh, recap all of it, but uh, the ceremony itself, uh, I went ahead and watched um, because one of us had to. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was interesting. It was... Uh, I'm not... I vehemently said it would not be me. It was interesting. Um I didn't watch the Emmys, so I didn't really know how, like, the Telezoom award ceremony really went. Like, I just watched speeches afterwards on YouTube. So, it was odd. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. It was just kind of your run-of-the-mill. Like, if you've seen an award show before, you see all the, the hacky jokes and puns and things like that. Uh, it was kind of interesting doing the monologue between L.A. and New York with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Like, that was kind of cool seeing that synced up because they were in different time zones and, like, the, the bandwidth and all that. Like, the, all the technical logistics of trying to do that were, were really interesting. But um, the only other thing that I would say was cool about it was seeing people's genuine reactions, like, at home. Like, seeing if they were, like, all dressed up or if they were, like, in nothing. Like, Jason Sudeikis was just in a tie-dye sweater and went viral for that. And his his Ted, uh, Ted Lasso speech was funny when he won. But... Otherwise, I really, really hope COVID's done because if this has to be a normal thing where award ceremonies are done over Zoom, I'm definitely going to join Nick and probably not watching anymore because it's kind of, it's so, it's not, it's not right. Award shows shouldn't be done over Zoom. It's just, it you know, just you know what's funny? Right. I can't even tell you what I did instead of watching it. Was like, it? I wasn't even, I wasn't even monitoring social media to like see what was going on i just straight up was ignoring it what were you what were you doing on sunday what uh what time uh it, uh the ceremony started at eight o'clock our time oh we were watching um wandavision De devil's arithmetic i think not wandavision no we watched that on friday we watched we watched oh. that on on premiere night Duh, duh. I forgot. This drops on Sunday, but we're taping on Friday. Duh. That's why I had WandaVision on the mind. Yeah, we were... Because Kelsey... Um, Kelsey was doing something on Saturday, so I watched uh, Nomadland on Saturday night. Uh, and another movie. Um, actually, The Fast and the Furious. Um, and then Sunday, we got back early. Uh, we went to her parents for the day, and then we came back, and I was like, we're back early enough that because I saved Devil's Rhythmic for her because I was like, I don't know if you are going to like it, but out of the two movies, this is the one you would want to see. And so we watched that Sunday night. So I was watching that while I think you were watching the Golden Globes. You yeah. were, because I mean, you actually texted me something like, Chad McBose Chadwick Boseman won, and I was like, I'm watching the Kirsten Dunst Holocaust movie. Yeah, I didn't. I don't bombard you with that many texts during award shows or at least i try not to but i figured you would appreciate at least knowing that one out of all the oh no and and then i texted you that nomadland won best picture i think those are the only two that i chimed that i sent you a text about because i knew you could not give a flying crap about the rest of them <laughs> yeah i could give a shit uh, crap <laughs> <laughs> but yes um it, it was it, like I said. It was we. It, the, the ceremony was weird, and I really hope we never have to do that again. It wasn't a complete. It wasn't a complete train wreck, but it's just. It's not right. It's not. Uh, Zoom award shows just shouldn't happen, and hopefully the Oscars in April are the last ones I have to watch like that. So, well, it, it it's kind of like 
what we were talking about when the Oscars a couple times, like the two times that they put out there, like, yes, we're committed to happening in April. It's like, no one is asking you this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even going on a pedestal of, I don't watch award shows because I think they're hackneyed or I think they're forced. Or I think that, you know, your award, like award shows for movies or music or TV. I, it just doesn't interest me. It's not even a personal preference thing. This is more of like a, do you realize how non-vital this is? Like who, whose year is ruined if they push the Oscars a full calendar year to next year? Whose year is ruined doing that? Yeah, not, it's, I mean, it throws off a lot of insider things, like helping marketing people in movies and things like that. Like, it does, it does affect that, but. I I will concede that, but I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things where being so gung-ho to make sure these go on, uh, and you're going to have to Zoom call the entire thing, like, I don't, this is the least, the year that I've heard the least amount of excitement about the NFL honors awards like when they awarded mvp and stuff like that i just cared about the results i didn't actually care about watching it but like i can't imagine i I can't imagine actually just i can't imagine actually just sitting there and just watching zoom phone calls the whole time it was it was weird it was really weird i again i really hope the oscars is the last one of these we have to watch like this i just i don't uh it's weird i don't like it i like not not just because like it's not just because of it, well, no, it is the format. The format just doesn't it just doesn't work. It's not the same as like everybody being there and being all dressed up and like the community being all together because like they you never see a group of people like this t- together except for like the occasions like this, like this the 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 aura and the air of like all oh, these people being there together and like celebrating the 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 best of the year, like and celebrating the people that deserve to like to have a step up in their career and things like that. Like you don't you don't have that over Zoom, and that was what was really the the weirdest part of it. So I just, it's what it is. Congrats to all the, the, the people that did win. Um, it was. Yeah. Congrats. Congrats to the winners because I'm, you know, you won awards. That's awesome. I'm talking about the process of actually having the awards ceremony. Like this is kind of pointless. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was an experience. I'll say that, but, um, but on to the next story. Um, it's not quite who passed away this week, but, um, we do have, it's uh, not, who passed away it's what passed away well it's not quite even that like fortunately it's not quite that bad but um it's where passed away <laughs> why uh, passed away no How no it's passed away it well it's not it's not gone yet fortunately like the, the headline makes it sound scarier it's, than it is it's, uh, it's not dead it's dying it's like oh thanks yeah, it's it's well, I'll, I'll I'll explain, listeners. Uh, the Alamo Draft House. Um, if you've if you've never heard of them, they are this independent kind of boutique, uh, theater chain. They started in Austin, Texas, and they exploded with popularity. Started spreading around all the state of Texas, and then eventually expanded into uh, various states across the country. Uh, New York, uh, Brooklyn's got one in New York. Uh, I believe L.A. specifically has one, which would duh, make sense. It's L.A. Um, but Alamo Drafthouse had been hanging on until just this week. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And in reading about that, what that specifically means, that doesn't mean the company's going under. And, like, that's not the case. They, on the verge of going under, are being bought and having loans and financial agreements and whatnot 
uh, fixed. They are they're they're getting refinanced and like getting an income of money through this purchase to help keep them afloat, but restructuring things to make sure that they can stay afloat and kind of rebound. But at the same time, part of this is going to close a couple of the Alamo draft houses. Um, the original one that closed in the original, the first one in Austin, that one's closing. Kansas City is closing. Um, I don't remember the other ones offhand. Uh, I think it was just only one additional one. I think it was only three total of their locations. But uh, having been to a draft house before, I did go to one in Austin. It wasn't the Ritz. It wasn't the original one. But I did go to one when I went to a wedding there like four years ago. And it's so cool. It's a film geek's dream come true. Like restaurant style food, really fancy drinks, uh, curated so, weekends of like specialty movies. So I I couldn't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it's and they and they are they're noted for their signature no talking policy and how strict it is, which is just ugh, amazing. But um, yeah, I was really S- bummed out when sit I down, saw the shut news. up and eat. <laughs> exactly. I was super bummed out when I heard the news, but luckily only a couple of them were closing. Like super sorry to people who pick that as like their main one. And um, I mean, I wish we had one here. We don't have one in Indiana, but I, I would definitely go to them more often, even though I'm on a list if we did have one. But uh, I mean, Dan, shout out to Dan, asked shout me, out. Hmm? Dan asked me when the story broke, he's like, he's, or he was talking to me about it. And I was like, I'm not trying to seem heartless. I've never been to one. So it's just like finding out a business. You've never like, it's like me telling you fries was closing. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> do you do? By the way, uh, Fry, I was totally right. I don't know if we mentioned this uh, since the announcement came. Fry's is closing all its locations. And uh, I pretty famously was like, yeah, that place is for sure like on its way out um, after going there. But I'm uh, so like, I hope the best for all the people that are losing jobs. I don't really, this isn't a brand I had attachment to, so I'm not really bummed out other than the fact that people are losing jobs. That sucks. Um, I hope the best for you, but yeah. Yeah, I just, I was bummed out, but luckily, like I said, like, it's only the three, like, and they should be able to stay afloat, especially now that, like, the vaccines are coming out and stuff. Like, hopefully, this is the start of the rebound for them, and I, we that... just, we, we at the show just wish you all the best at Alamo Drafthouse, and everybody that's a fan of them, like, me included, like, I, it was, it was, that's, it, that's it looked bad, that, but. Mm-hmm. That's something that we should address, too, with the vaccine stuff. Um, I don't know, um, I, is this gonna be a sports thing, but it's not so much a sports thing. Um, the MLB was un- like this week was unveiling like their plans. Um, my team, the Cardinals unveiled, I think it's 32% capacity. They're going to have uh, on opening day at the stadium and the possibility it could go up throughout the season. But um, with the vaccine distribution, they're feeling comfortable enough to do that. Um, and then also our state is, I think like every week or every two weeks, uh, so far, the vaccine age limit has dropped by five or ten years, so it's it's becoming available, people. So there's like like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm actually optimistic about this for like the first time since it started, or since I was told I was getting my sports back. So there actually is hope. Yeah, and our our house our like I said our hearts go out to Alamo Draft House. Hopefully this can get you back on track and um you know i whenever i get to austin or somewhere that goes that has a draft house i will definitely be going back i and if i could take you with me i would love to take you to an alamo draft house just to have that experience like it's 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 a really cool place 
with all the vacation time I have, <coughs> my voice, with all the vacation time that I've got uh, taking off uh, coming up, we were talking about like one of the days where I'm off and you're off. Like we should go to, we should try and figure out to go to a movie around that time. Oh, for sure. No, we're, we're definitely going to go. Um, I actually got on, to- on top of the other thing we talked about doing. Yeah, I got a ping on my phone about um, theaters actually opening back up in New York because I still have New York theaters saved on my app because if I can't figure out a way to delete them from my favorites for some reason. It was, I don't know, at the time it was being buggy and I never followed up on it. But but yeah, on my app, it was just like, your theaters are open up again. I'm like, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> well, we were, uh, I think we forgot to mention it last Brownie Bites right before we recorded. I got a email from AMC A-List about how they they put us on hiatus like they were like hey we're just putting the accounts in limbo when theaters open back up you can opt in at any point to start your monthly like twenty dollars a month or whatever and we you reactivated yours when we went to go see tenant um yeah mine i've not touched and i think they said they were going to continue the kind of hiatus thing i think through june or july oh so I'm glad not, I'm not I'm, saying I'm glad I'm still giving them money. <laughs> well, I was going to say not saying that they're closed, but that their program if you're not comfortable going back to utilize it, they'll still hold it but without charging you. Yeah, I that that makes sense. Like and I around, around that time I think is with with the vaccine stuff, hopefully I'm vaccinated by that point in full because once I get that vaccine, I'm actually really comfortable going back to the theater. I, I, I only didn't, I mean, I haven't really gone out of my way to, but I, I don't know. I've had a couple urges to go and then I got sick and then that's, I'm still willing to give the money. Like I've had my account active since, uh, since August and I've used it literally that one time, <laughs> but it's, it's 20 bucks. It's 20 bucks a month. Like I can spare 20 yeah. bucks to try and help keep AMC afloat. So I, but no, I have listeners. I have tried. I've wanted to, but you know, it's it's what it is. But um, yeah. But we're seeing we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So you know, hopefully the stuff that happened with Alamo Drafthouse doesn't have to happen to other chains. Yeah, we're and we're definitely gonna go see Kong versus Godzilla in a theater to close. I March. will. I will confirm that. I will. I will go see that movie in a theater. That spec like special effects bonanza. I need to see that on screen. Oh yeah, we're the, we're the real the real okay. So the real question for that movie is: Are we going together? That's act, that's the real question for that movie: Is are Dan and I going to the theater together to see that movie? Not are we seeing it in theaters? We I will go out of my way because you live closer to an IMAX than I do. I will go out of my way to come up to you and we go road trip to an IMAX. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> I yeah. have to see that movie it's, in IMAX. <laughs> the, the real yeah, the real question with that movie is, uh, what format are we seeing it in, and are we seeing it together? Is the actual question for that? Because I will confirm, I am gonna go see that in theaters. I I want to see that on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I actually watched Tom and Jerry, not for the show. I just watched it because I'm a loser and had nothing else to do. And, yeah, it was okay to see that on TV. Like, like you were saying the little things was so You would have been madder at the little things if we saw it in the theater. That was kind of me with Tom and Jerry. I'm I'm kind of glad I saw it at home instead of pay good money to see it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, that's... Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next story. Um, I'll let you kind of field this one. Um, the story we talked about off mic, uh, the TI story. How about you, uh, take the reins on this one? This is what we're not really going to discuss it. Cause 
neither of us actually fully understand what is going on in the story. Uh, but T.I. essentially has been uh, Me Too'd along with his wife. I think her name is Tiny. Um, they have been Me Too'd um, for... I don't know exactly, but there were some pretty big sexual uh, misconduct allegations against them. Those came out in like the past like week or two, and then Disney said that they're not going to do anything with him and further Ant-Man movies, essentially writing him out of the franchise. Um, we don't know like anything that's going on in this story because, I, dude, if you think I don't have the facts normally, I really don't have the facts on this one. I have no idea. Um, same with Dan. So we've, we're more of, let's just mention that, Hey, this news popped up this week. We don't really have takes to give cause we don't know anything on this story. So we're not going to like dive into it really well. Yeah. Um, I, I read that it was, um, sexual abuse allegations, but I didn't, I, I admittedly didn't really read that much into it because it's just kind of a bit player in Ant-Man um, and I don't really follow rap that much either or um, whatever specific sub subgenre he says he's the, the he does. But I yeah, it's I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't affect the movie that much. I don't think it really will necessarily. And honestly, why may justice fall on the proper party, I suppose, like if, if he has and she have done bad things that are alleged. I mean, I mean, justice should be justice, honestly. Like in every, yeah. in, the, in the case with everybody that's been me too as well. Like if, should any of these things be proven true? I mean, Hey, you just, you, you sleep in the bed you made, man. I hope you get the help you need as well. Like after the fact, like if it is a mental thing that like therapy can correct or whatever, but no, we don't, it's not, it's not really that worth, drudging on but it, it, would, it would be remiss of us to not acknowledge this yeah it's one of those ones where it's like it's big enough we need to mention but we don't really know what's going on so we don't want to dive into it yeah it's it, exactly that but um something you've done even more research on than i care to um <laughs> uh jeanette mccurdy has quit acting Nick, please, please again, um, take the reins on this one because you brought this to my attention, and there, I, the, the story of why you brought the story to me is more fascinating than the real story. So please explain for the listeners. <laughs> so Jeanette McCurdy uh, came to fame as uh, the character Sam Puckett on the Nickelodeon series iCarly, and then also reprised the character for Sam and Cat, which had uh, Ariana Grande and uh, her role from the Victorious show. Um, she has quit acting. Uh, she was doing someone's podcast. It might have been her own podcast. I don't know. But she confirmed that uh, she's not going to do the iCarly reunion. She's she's quitting acting. Um, and the reason that we wanted to bring it up was just because, honestly, good for her. Um, for those of you that don't know, I, I – why would you know? I remember actually watching iCarly when it was on TV. I thought it was funny. Um Hey, no, I thought no, she was no judgment zone. No judgment zone. <laughs> I thought she. I thought she was a very charismatic actress. I will, to this day, tell you I really thought Jerry Trainer was on the road to be the next Jim Carrey because that guy was just a powerhouse of funny. Um, but she, the first thing I ever actually saw her in was actually an episode of a couple episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. She was in Dewey's special class, like in two thousand, like two or three or four. 
way back in the day. Um, she's been acting for quite a while and she was forced into it by her mom and she did it just because like her family was poor and they were like, we're going to get money out of you this way. Uh, Sam talked about how embarrassed she is by her work. She didn't, she's like, there's not a single role that I really feel like I liked. She was bit, she was controlled basically by a stage mom. Um, and she developed a pretty severe eating disorder. I saw her on, like it popped like it, uh for some reason i started getting really weird podcast suggestions on youtube for a while um one of them was one of the uh a firefighter that survived being in he was kind of like a higher up rank firefighter um survived being in the t- the towers on 911 um and then i got a recommendation for her on a different podcast where she was talking about her eating disorders. She had uh, pretty severe eating disorders. Uh, I think she got, I think her mom had them and like, that's how she learned about them. But like acting really took a toll on her. And we had mentioned it before, you know, congratulations to the people that emerge out of child stardom and teenage stardom unscathed. Um, and also I want to say, you know, good for like, good for you and feeling that, you know what? I don't really need to do this acting job to fulfill my life. Good for you for like not clinging to fame and being desperate to be famous. Like good for you on just doing like doing whatever you want. So honestly, like this is one of the times where I feel like congratulations, like good job. You, you, you did you boo boo. Yeah. I honestly like, um, when you, when you explain like that story more or less to me like just uh when we were talking just off mic i it, it made me read the article that you pulled up that you shared on the wall and it made me think of uh a little bit about uh just all these young stars that um we hear about like flaming out and uh like yeah. i just i just watched framing britney uh two weeks ago while i was sick and uh i started thinking about that documentary and um just uh there's or even like not charlie sheen specifically but like i've been watching a lot of two and a half men lately and i thought about when charlie sheen flipped out and like i was just thinking about like the 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 power that fame can do to just people in general not just like young stars but like um people in general but how especially vulnerable you can be as like a child star and like in her situation like just being forced into it in general not just the pressure being mounted on her just from the 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 happenstance of like you happen to be famous like she not even asking for any of this to begin with is just it's particularly tragic it's it's one of those things where um good job in how to word it Good job in not becoming like Lindsay Lohan or Miley Cyrus. Like she hadn't been anything for a while, and she basically just like confirmed, like, yeah, I'm not doing anything, not because I can't get anything or I can't get a break. She's like, I'm just not trying. Like I'm not going out for it. So, congratulations for uh, what's the phrase? Congratulations for burning out rather than fading away. I don't, I don't want to call her a burnout, but like, congratulations no, she, on she, just she broke, on just she broke calling, free. calling I'm done rather than trying to cling forever and just like fade out of uh not existence but she 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 pulled like a phoenix like she 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 was feeling burnt out but then rose like a phoenix and just she she she, she found also, she also said it did like after her mom died she was like I really don't see the point in doing this anymore like I'm pretty set I can do whatever I need to or whatever I want um 
and I'm not really enjoying. And, and that's the other thing too. Like we talked about, or we will talk about with Nomadland. Like, why work yourself in something that you're not enjoying? Really, like, what is the point of working yourself to death in something that you're not enjoying? If you're not enjoying it, go do something else. Like, maybe, like, if you want to go go to school and get a, like an actual like career job and work a nine to five, more power to you. You chose to do that. Oh, dude, tying this into Two and a Half Men because again, I. <laughs> Part of my AMC Plus gets me IFC channel, like the channel, so I've been watching a lot of Two and a Half Men syndication. Um, Agnes T. Jones, child star, the the half of the Two and a Half Men, when he quit the show and begged people to just stop watching it and that he regretted being on it, and he just he just quit acting too because he he found it went a bigger his religious beliefs or something, didn't it? Yeah, he he more or less like found God and found a different purpose for his life, and he's leading this. I assume he is perfectly happy and content and doesn't even care about the mountain of two and a half money he probably still is getting now because idiots like me are watching it in syndication and still getting them residual checks. Like, he probably one, doesn't care about that stuff. One of the most entertaining things on a podcast I listen to, the podcast is Country-ish. It's by John Reap, a uh, comedian I really like. Um, he has a game that he plays on there called How Much Is That Screen Actors Killed Residual Check Worth? And it's just hilarious the checks they get. He's like, I got. He's like, I get some for sixteen cents. I, he he had to give away a nine hundred dollar check on one episode uh, because of <laughs> how because someone got it right. Um, he like it, it, the it's just insane the money they get because because of what they pay you for. It's really weird, dude. Uh, what was it, Donald Glover? Um, when they were doing a virtual table read for community, uh, for charity. Uh, back last, I want to say like last June, he What's said. What's a pregnancy test? <laughs> okay, so this is definitely a gun, dude. He was uh, after the episode. They had like another hour of just like a round table where they were all just talking to each other, and Dan Harmon brought up residual checks, I think. And Donald Glover said that he got a check for Community that was worth less than the envelope that it came in. <laughs> oh yeah. I've like I've I've heard that uh, on the John Reap one. It's like sometimes you will get checks that instead of mailing it, they should have just direct deposited. Like it's less than the stamp. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case with Agnes. Like I'm I'm pretty sure he was high enough on the billing that like he gets like legitimate tangible like worth it money for that show still. Because I every day this week I could turn on IFC at ten o'clock on my Fire Stick and just watch two and a half men for two hours. Like <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's we're getting way off topic. Um, let's move on to the next story. Um, I'll take the brain on this one. Um, this is this is a, a fascinating story to me. Um, Turner Classic Movies (TCM), uh, the channel you can turn on literally at any point during the day and watch a classic black and white movie without commercial interruption. They have taken a, uh, taken it upon themselves to do a little bit more than what Disney is doing with just having a sensitivity warning at the start of. Uh, their programming that they find uh, contains uh, inappropriate material. They have started a brand new series called Reframed Classic Films in the Rearview Mirror. And it's going to be a docuseries about problematic aspects of classic cinema, like uh, the racism in Gone with the Wind, uh, The Searchers, Breakfast at Tiffany's, My Fair Lady, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Psycho. Wait, Breakfast at Tiffany's, is it the is that the one where they had the guy put on, like, Asian makeup? Mickey Rooney. Yep, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've never seen, look, I've never seen that movie. 
And even I know that that is a terrible idea that what they did with Mickey Rooney. Oh, oh dear God, yes. It's it's the one blemish that movie has on its history, other than or, or not other than like it, it it doesn't outshine uh much else about the movie. Like it's still an amazing movie by all by all accounts. But yeah, that's not that's not okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's funny. I was it's, it was funny. What reading are you talking that. about? We'll just glue chiclets to to his teeth and then just have him do a really terrible accent. What's so bad about that? You don't know what's so bad about that? It's it's, it's it's he's playing a character, man. Like this is what makes me so happy that uh Robert Downey Jr. played the character he did in Tropic Thunder because that was so <laughs> that was so brilliantly written. That whole movie's and a I, satire. I also by love the way. this the cycle on the internet of like every three years when like you can tell certain groups of kids reach high school and they're like, wait a minute. We have to cancel him. No, you don't. He's no, making that, fun of that. Exactly. That's the brilliance of the satire of that movie was that he was making fun of method acting and Ben Stiller. I mean, we, I, don't, I don't have to talk about the whole movie. You should just watch Tropic Thunder listeners if you haven't. It's Tro- a, amazing. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. I, I'm I'm going to go out there. I, I don't know if under uh, underrated is the right word. I think underappreciated is is a different word. It is not like. It's not brought up as much as like The Hangover or Forty uh, Year Old Virgin in that time from him comedies. That movie is a, is like the underappreciated, really good comedy. That movie is very good. Oh, dude, maybe it was the time that I saw it because I saw it when I was like fifteen when it came out. But oh my god, it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. It, it's re- it's legitimately one of my favorite comedies I've ever seen. It is. I was, you cry laughing the, the entire time. Like, part of it, yeah, it's about making a movie. So, yeah, right up my alley. But, Jesus Christ, the, the, the biting, sharp satire in it. Like, it, 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 it makes fun of these funny, ridiculous things about Hollywood in such a perfect way. And, it, and they have such a talented cast that they could never assemble now. Like, they could never get the same cast again now, uh, like, 10-plus years later. But The thing uh, that's funny is out of everyone in that movie, Jack Black was on the biggest career high out of anybody at that time. Oh, and this was right when Robert Downey Jr. was starting to, like, ascend to the superstardom he has now with Iron Man. Like, Iron Man came out yeah. literally the same year. So, Iron, like, Iron, Man, Iron Man 1 came out. Ben Stiller was was like, yeah, he's a big comedy name. Um, and then just Jack Black was the biggest name in that movie at that time because of how much momentum he had going in his career. Uh, I'd say Ben Stiller technically was, but, um, I get, I get what you're trying to say though. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, tying this back to the, to the main story, I, I think this is really interesting. I, 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 I will... I will try to find a way to watch this. I'd really like to see, like, because of them, like, because I would, TCM. I, would, I yeah. would be interested in seeing an episode of that, honestly. If it's if it's a analyzation of what is of the problematic thing and why it was accepted at the time, but now so it is not so much accepted. I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah, I'm I'm scrolling through the article here to see if there's a specific release date. I don't think there necess- I don't think there is one as of yet. But um, uh, here it talks about Gone with the Wind being pulled on HBO. Uh, no, I don't. Okay, but anyway, I'm just skimming through this. I didn't see a specific date yet, but um, I will keep an eye out for it, and we'll share it on our social. But um, yeah, I I think this is a much better idea than like what Disney was doing because I was watching the Muppets while I was sick. Uh, the Muppet Show, 
and a handful of episodes had it and why they had it on the episodes I think was interesting but I think not having a I, I think having a disclaimer is a little bit of a disservice because it I don't I don't I would love to know a family that actually does have a discussion after the episode because of it because for me just I'm definitely not a family I'm just a single white male uh it made me more excited to watch the episode you're the because- problem <laughs> it made me more excited Joke, to watch the joking, episode joking <laughs> the johnny cash episode comes to mind because um i knew exactly why it got the warning immediately because the muppets the muppet show basically like is a variety song and dance show like there's a lot more singing and it's, dancing than just it's, outright it's comedy. like it's like snl except for with puppets oh and there's a lot more singing than snl does at least as of late but johnny cash's episode his set didn't change throughout the episode. It was just this one set that he sang like four songs on. And in the background of his barn, like they kind of just made a barn and had a bunch of hillbillies and animals around him. But on the wall, it had not only a giant eight foot long American flag, it had an eight foot long Confederate flag. (laughs) I was like, oh, there it is. Like I kept an eye out for like offensive jokes or things like that, but I didn't, I didn't personally catch any, like maybe that, maybe that says more about me than anything else, but I'm willing to bet with 99.9% certainty that that Confederate flag was why it had the warning on it. But the bigger point I'm trying to say again is I, I, I think something actually engaging, like some viewing material is going to be more effective than just having the, the disclaimer and then the go to Disney.com slash stories matter and learn more. Like, I, I don't know. Have you seen anything on Disney that had the warning on it? Uh, I think once, I think we watched, uh, the aristocrats or 101 Dalmatians or something. I think it had it. Oh, the aristocrats definitely had it. Like the aristocats. I'm sorry. Not aristocrats. (laughs) Aristocats. Um, I think because of the, the Siamese cat scene, but yeah, I went, I went to, I went to stories matter on Disney.com on my phone and like it had the Aristocats like as an example of like programming like this is why we have this disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Uh, oh, and chief, that, uh, and chief, uh, and the chief, I'm not going to say his name cause I don't remember it. And I don't want to make a terribly insensitive guess. Um, <laughs> uh, the chief from Peter Pan, he was another screenshot example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Passing around the peace pipe was not, not that nice a scene in hindsight. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, um, reframed. Interesting. I, I definitely will be checking that out uh, when it comes out. Uh, and we'll let you all know, too. So the last big story that we have is an update on the state of theaters somewhat, I guess, or state of new releases, sort of. let's say. <laughs> studio, a, studio, a studio head or studio execs take on it. Yeah, it ties into a couple releases that we uh, we got updates on. Like Universal released a big statement about like uh, their brand specific movies. Uh, uh, Quiet Place Two is uh, now uh, coming out in May of this year, right around Memorial Day, and Fast Nine is going to be coming out in June. They've pushed it up to June of 2021 as well. Um, no, they pushed it back. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought it was moving up. Like, cause Quiet Place yeah, Two got moved de- up. It got delayed. I think it was I think it was supposed to come out in May because oh, they delayed it. They okay. delayed it basically a full calendar year and then they were like uh we're going to push it back a month. Oh, okay. Never mind. I Oh, and actually Quiet Places How can you not keep all these movie movements straight, Dan? <laughs> in Quiet Places a Paramount movie, not a Universal movie. So my mistake on oh. that. But 
But anyway, uh, the CEO we're going to be talking about here is uh, the CEO of Disney. So tying this into those up the, those updated release dates, uh, the new Disney CEO, it's not Bob Iger anymore, if you didn't know, it's Bob Chappick. Bob Chappick was uh, at a conference and this was quoted by The Wrap, or at least uh, the article that we shared is from The Wrap. He said uh, an interesting statement about uh, kind of his take on the state of theaters and uh, the, uh, how we've been adapting to releasing movies. He said, quote, the luxury of an entire year, or sorry, the luxury of an entire year of getting titles at home pretty much when they want them. He added uh, that it does that he doesn't want to cut the legs off of theatrical exhibition. So that quote is in context of theaters and releasing movies in the traditional way are that way may be going out the door because quote the luxury of an entire year of getting titles at home is pretty much what they want. So Ascent- essentially saying we open the box of new of brand new movies streamed into the living rooms of people we can't take it away from them or people will like really get pissed well but at the same time we're not committing to immediately cutting and running out of theaters because we don't want to do that i.e why he's yet to release black widow in any way shape or form <laughs> yeah but it's, and it's risking just that movie becoming like, irrelevant where it's like a studio head just being like, hey, we we understand that we can't cut and run away from you. But at the exact same time, we've got to acknowledge the fact that the game has changed. I think a CEO actually saying this is pretty interesting. But at the same time, action speaking louder than words, I think, is more more of the bigger thing because of what's been happening with. Uh, well, at first, way back when this first started, uh, the Universal pissing contest with AMC, and then um, Mulan going with a $30 pay or $20 paywall, and then Warner Brothers just like, it's all going to HBO Max for a month at a time, and now, uh, oh my god, Paramount Plus getting all the Paramount movies 45 days after theaters, but we never had a CEO actually outright say this, like a, a studio executive had, actually say this on press- record. We had press releases, not studio exec quotes. Okay, but yeah, exactly. Essentially, a- like we didn't, we didn't have, we didn't have a statement from a person. We had a statement from an organization. Yeah, so like, it's, so th- this being the first person, or at least to our knowledge, f- feel free to email us if we just missed it. But uh, th- to our knowledge, a, a CEO, somebody of power, going on the record and saying this, like. That this is just about, if not just a hair less of a big deal than just a, a, a studio making this decision in a press conference. Like it's, yeah. I, I'm not surprised it's Disney though, even though it's, like I said, it's kind of hypocritically hilarious that he hasn't decided what to do with Black Widow yet. <laughs> but it's, it, I just take it to be, hey, we're not, we're not gonna cut and run out of theaters, but at the exact same time, well, Disney too was the one that said that they are going to focus on. Uh, Disney Plus for the next year because of COVID. They're like, yeah, we can't really focus on getting stuff to theaters, so we're focusing on how we can improve our app. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I, I essentially said what he said several months ago of, like, you can't close this Pandora's box once you open it. To think, to think you're going to offer the biggest innovation in the industry and then Okay, never mind. We're uh once once this virus is gone, we're gonna go back to the way it was. No, 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 no. That doesn't change the fact that it's the most convenient option. 
for for some people. You can't just back out of it because you you don't want to do this anymore. Like your customer your customer base will will revolt. They will like if you oh, think people yeah, cancel yeah. cancel over the Mandalorian season ending or all the controversy surrounding that or once WandaVision ends, if you think people cancel then, people will really cancel if they're getting getting services like HBO Max, I guarantee you that's got a big boost to the with me. I I got Wonder Woman for it, um, or got it for Wonder Woman eighty four. But if all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we're just gonna not do what we were doing before, I the thought would come across my mind of okay, do I get rid of this? Yeah, it's well, and then you risk um making pirating an even bigger thing. Like, I mean, I don't know the numbers on pirating, but I I may be putting my foot in my mouth later when someone emails me that pirating's actually gone up since streaming's become a bigger thing. But I. I mean, if you if you do any kind of backtracking, like for sure, pirating is going to be an even bigger thing again because it's. But it's, it it really is one of those things where it's once you have the advancement, why would you voluntarily backtrack? Really, is what it breaks down to, like. It's the, it's that inevitability, like the it's, co- it's COVID like, just it's, COVID just making it faster. That's really like, and we've, yeah, you it, you've said that before many times to me to my <laughs> to my not willing to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's but it's one of those things where it's like you you had the advantage like it's it's like I've got medicine comparisons. I've got automotive comparisons. I've got sports comparisons, but it's just one of those things where it's like you get this huge advancement in the technology of what you're doing. Like it's like getting the assembly line for cars and then you commit to doing it for a couple years and they're like yeah screw it whatever we're not doing this anymore and then you go back to what you're doing it's one thing if you're a company like lamborghini or something like that it's like yeah you know what i want a little more craftsmanship out of it but toyota if they were to all of a sudden stop having production lines that's insane um so it's you can't unveil this advancement in the industry and then it's like unveiling the playstation 4 and then having it out for like two or three years and then be like, we're going back to the PS two. Why are you backtracking so hard? What are you doing? Yeah. And you know, people change can be scary looking, but change can also be really, really good. So change, change can be scary. Take a look at the, I'm not going to (laughs) say, Oh, that could go so many different ways. (laughs) Take a look at the Oakland athletics. No, Uh, Oh, oh, oh! I'll I'll tell you the one I wanted to say off mic, but <laughs> I'll tell you the one that I was going to say off mic. <laughs> I should take a note down to not forget that. Um, <laughs> like but, you normally uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it was, that was just a really interesting statement that we wanted to bring to you guys. Um, so that's it for our stories. We got one last thing we want to do that we've been trying to make a habit out of: trailer talk, trailer reactions. We got a trailer for the brand new Melissa McCarthy and Octava Spencer, Ma herself, movie. It's superheroes, not from Marvel or DC. It's Thunder Force. Dude. Thunder. Thunder. Or actually, I forgot to say it at the beginning. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Now, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder Force. Dude, I watched this trailer right before we got on mic, and Jesus Christ, this movie looks really bad. <laughs> it looks so bad. 
my favorite thing because when i watched it i think the post i shared was not that video of the trailer it was the link to the trailer on youtube my favorite comment that someone posted on that was i haven't even seen the trailer but i'm gonna take a guess melissa mccarthy falls down dude that was my thought exactly was and lo and behold we have not one two i think we had three fat specific jokes in it like when they were trying to get out of whatever sports car that was and they were like we need to rethink this vehicle like like that don't give me the the joke uh, to me one of the worst jokes in the trailer was when she says don't you throw that bus she goes i can't hear you i'm about to throw a bus my first thought was that uh simpsons joke of homer simpson going "Mm mm-hmm you'll have to speak up i'm wearing a towel i was like (laughs) that's the kind of joke you're going for and you're not hitting Bart, do you know where the remote is? <laughs> yes. Holding a bus over your head would be loud. <laughs> Wearing a towel is not loud. That's why it's funny. It's not funny that, oh, normal people can't pick a bus up over their head. Oh, ha, ha. Melissa McCarthy looks funny because she got needles in her face and it looks like bee stings. <laughs> Dude, I this feel looks so... horrible. Like I, I feel so bad for Octavia Spencer because she's an amazing actress. Yeah, it, well, the thing with the commercial where Octavia Spencer goes, we found how to make superheroes with a serum. Do me a favor and don't touch anything. I was like, in 13 seconds, it's going to be her just nonsensically touching stuff. Not like, not even like DD in Dexter's Laboratory. What's this button do? What's this button do? She's literally like just grabbing a lever and going, wah, and like pulling it back and forth. Yeah, I, I actually, I want to backtrack a little bit. I... <laughs> I do think Melissa McCarthy can be an amazing actress, too, not just feel bad for Octavia Spencer. I've seen Melissa McCarthy be a great actress, but even just a what, couple months ago, we didn't watch it the for the thing show. That's frustrating about her, knowing that she can be better, she's voluntarily choosing to do the bad things after showing us glimmers of hope. Yeah, that like I was saying, that movie that was on HBO Max a couple months ago and we didn't do it for the show, the one that her husband made, that came out this year. Thunder Force is coming out this year. Why is she still making these stupid comedies that are beneath her? I don't know why, and it's frustrating. It's She's so much more talented it's, than this. It's one of those things where it's like, how much money are you getting off these? Because I, I don't get how you are this deaf to critics. This because, deaf to talent. Like, this is not well, a talented script. Well, not a, well, no, not even that. Just like, how are you not hearing the fact that critics have been saying the same four things about your movies for 10 years. It's, uh, yeah, I, I'm i just getting mad thinking. I, I know we're going to have to end up watching this for the show, probably. It's probably. We're, we're going to end up having to, like, I mean, our, our movie next week. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a Melissa chance that the McCarthy, movie next week is terrible. <laughs> when we did our list of top 10 actors and actresses that if we see them on a movie, we get like, oh, this for sure is going to suck. Melissa McCarthy didn't make my list. I don't remember if she made your list, but I'm pretty sure she didn't make my list. But the reason that I did, I'm pretty sure that I didn't have her on mine was she's the, like, okay. She's too easy of a pick. Like, it's not even like an us personal pick to be like, Melissa McCarthy has a trailer come out. We think it's going to be a terrible movie. That's just like the consensus of the industry. Like yeah. her her set photos of her leaked uh for the new Thor movie and she's playing Thor's sister and essentially like 
how Loki had Matt Damon and that other guy redoing a play of what happened in one of the movies or something. She's essentially doing that with Thor's sister. And I'm like, oh, thank God she doesn't have an actual role in this movie. It's a five-second throwaway gag. Yo, okay, low-key, since you brought it up, her being this play version of the absolutely stunning Kate Blanchett for presumably the same thing, like a play recap, that is fantastic casting. That, honestly, yeah. for a throwaway joke, is really hilarious to think about. <laughs> but... It's one of those things where I thought I had heard some interview or read something where she talked about, I want to be more than fat, fat girl, fall down, go boom. Like I want, it's like, why do you stop making back those movies? Well? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, if you don't want to be typecast as that, why are you going back to the same? Well, that's literally like, don't touch the stove. Ow, it burned me. Don't touch the stove. Ow, it burned me. Don't touch the stove. Ow, it burned me. Why do you keep touching it? Oh, my hand hurts. Maybe I should touch it with my face. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't touch the stove. Don't touch the stove. You know what? Can lick it. Thank you, Chris Porter, for that joke. <laughs> you know what? Have a fun, have a fun, uh, what was it? Not Welmers. That's the glue. Have a, fu have a fun uh, paint company Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. Like, I don't feel sorry for her that, like, she can't break this typecast. You keep picking these movies. Like, I'm sorry. I I lose sympathy for you getting typecast when you keep taking the same role. And also, you're just ignoring what critics are saying. Because critics have been saying the same thing for so long. Oh, you Stop can't. Stop doing it. You can't hold it against her for not listening to critics. Artists typically don't listen to critics, well, but. okay. <laughs> What I mean, what I mean by not listening to critics, I'm not saying you need to listen to everything a critic says. But if the critic keeps saying the same thing about everything you're doing for ten years, and it's cumulative of all critics saying this, it's probably you, not them. She, I guess, still has an audience for this. I mean, some people think new Adam Sandler's funny, even though he's painfully not. But he did uncut gems, and she did. Can you ever forgive me? Like, they're kind of doing the same thing, if you think about it, really. She, she really is the female Adam Sandler. Yeah, he plays dumb man-child, and she plays fat girl that falls down. And then when they feel my, like it, they do one Oscar-worthy movie every five years. My favorite meme that I've ever seen of Melissa McCarthy is the one where the Ghostbuster, they, her and the other three dress up as the, their Ghostbusters characters and go to a hospital. <laughs> and she's got a face where she's like, like, she's excited, and then in the background, it looks like the person they're visiting is dying. <laughs> and it's like, we're the Ghostbusters. We're here a little early, but we'll give you a couple minutes. Oh, dude. Uh, mark it on our bingo card. Dan wants to put a movie on the time machine list. What would be a better time machine movie than revisiting 2016's Ghostbusters? It wouldn't even be a revisit for me. Never saw it. Oh, you never did? Never saw it. That. This was before the show when I was having to watch terrible movies I knew would suck, but I re at that point, I was like, I'm not going to go watch and see how bad this is because I just know it's going to be bad. Oh, because I actually... Just, just I, I remember the first time the first time I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, God. The one thing I have heard about it is the African-American lady, I thought she was going to be the worst part of that movie, and everything that I saw, people were like, she's actually... They picked, like, her worst scenes to put in the trailer, but... 
Um, oh, um, oh, what's her name? Something Jones. Um, I know her Leslie last name. Jones, the lady that screamed, and I was just like, yeah. she's just screaming. That's not funny. Like, talk to people that watch Will Ferrell movies. That's not funny. Um, but <laughs> no, just, I, I, I remember seeing that trailer for the first time, and I was like, none of these jokes are working, and I'm not going to put myself through watching this. And then I watched people review it. Like, Red Letter Media's review of it is great because they're like, no, we don't hate this because it's an all woman version of a movie from the '80s. We hate this movie because it's a bad movie. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at when I didn't want to go see it is this movie looks terrible because it looks like an awful trailer. I I remember when I saw it, I – no, I will never say it's, like, funnier than a lot of the comedies I've seen. But I remember, I remember enjoying it to a certain extent. Like, I thought – like, yeah, like, Melissa falls down because she had <laughs> to – but bless you <laughs> but i thought there was i thought there were parts of the movie like many parts of the movie that actually were funny and i mean not it it happens sometimes where like there's a big hook where like in this case it's an all-female ghostbusters and like yeah everything's awesome with that like and it was it was a good cast um but really it's ironic that the guy who plays the token white guy in this movie actually inadvertently steals the show. Cause I remember laughing my ass off at Chris Hemsworth in that movie. Cause he was really, really, really funny. Uh, it just, it, it all looked bad to me. So I skipped it. So it would not, like I said, it would not be a revisit. It'd be my first time. So, Oh, I think, I think we should, I think that's a great dynamic to add it onto the watch list. You having never seen it before, but we're so far away from like the immediacy of like the firestorm on the internet it had. And then me yeah. remembering I liked it, but it would be relatively fresh for me because it's been like five plus years since I've seen it. We should, we should definitely add that on the list. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, that's Hold all we got phone. What's up? Disney Plus releases the Falcon and Winter Soldier Marvel Studios Legends episodes early. Oh, that's Legends. That's Legends. That's that stupid 10-minute, like, this is why this character's special. Like, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, no, screw that. I I, I thought they dropped the episodes early because WandaVision ended, and I was like, what? No, when you said the word Legends, no. That's that dumb thing that they released. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to watch any of those, but... uh. <laughs> Anyway, that's all the news that we have. So, again, guys, happy anniversary to us. Thank you for listening to us as long as you have, whether it's been a little bit or the whole two years. We, we love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to take a very brief break, and when we come back, we will let you know what movies we will be talking about this week. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, that is it for <laughs> there it is. That is it for this week's Brandy Bites News Update. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us with this what we do every week, this news recap. Um thank you to Isla Marvin of Fugate for the bumper music in between the start and the end of the episode. Nick remind everybody. Um no, actually, no, I should go first because <laughs> the movie I picked is coming up first. I don't know why I said that. Uh Tuesday, everybody, Tuesday. We're finally watching Nomadland. Uh, <laughs> if you remember two weeks ago, we were supposed to watch it, but then life <laughs> happened. Kelsey's car was like, everybody gets coolant. Yeah, life happened. So we pushed it. We did Possessor instead the week after. Uh, but yeah, we're finally doing it. 
uh, recent Golden Globe winner last week uh, for Best Drama and Best Director. We give you our thoughts uh, on how good it actually is. So that review is coming out Tuesday. Um, and then Nick, of course, his time machine is out on Thursday. Uh, do you want to go ahead and spoil it for people in case they don't want to listen to Nomadland? <laughs> Devil's Arithmetic. If they listened to any the episode last week, they'd know. Um, Devil's Arithmetic. It is a <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, uh, Brittany Murphy Holocaust movie. And it's basically The Wizard of Oz, except set in a concentration camp. So, yeah, we watched that and try and make sense of it. And then also we've recorded it already. We basically recommend a bunch of World War II documentaries. Yeah, uh, and I ask you more or less, I guess, for the people that joined us for the first time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of winging it here. But yeah, guys, uh, that's what we got coming. Uh, Tuesday is Nomadland. Thursday is The Devil's Arithmetic. Nick, tell everybody where they can reach out to us in the meantime. Facebook, Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. Instagram, Brownie underscore points underscore guide. And Twitter, at Brownie underscore cinema, as well as Brownie Points Guide to Cinema at gmail.com. Make sure you reach out to us. Uh, and let us know time machines you want us to do, new releases you want us to do, whether they're in theaters or streaming, and then also movie trailers you want us to review, countdown topics you want us to do, or just general topics you want us to discuss. The show logo, the bowl of popcorn with the brownie in it, is the uh, profile picture for all those. Also, we're in Letterboxd. I don't remember what mine is, and Dan's is uh, capital D, brownie49. Um, also, reach out to us to leave us reviews on iTunes and whatever you listen to us on. It's the best way to help us grow. It, honestly, it just do it now like unless you're driving just please do it now um it helps us break through <laughs> algorithms and stuff and it's not that hard give, give us a two-year anniversary present one somebody take the bullet and do this so i can read it on air <laughs> do it now while you're driving no <laughs> i am no kidding. do not do it now while you're driving <laughs> i've had to tell you so many times we have to have you say don't do things that you say to do because then it, said, it opens up up to liability issues do I not do I'm the kidding. thing that dan said i said i'm kidding <laughs> i said it this time because i know it pisses you off <laughs> oh my god guys we will continue come over to... there and take the couch back <laughs> we didn't even talk about that um <laughs> My second anniversary present to myself was uh, a set of movies and a new couch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Guys, we will continue to be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe. Shout out to you, Ireland. I didn't actually check if this is true still, but as of right now, uh, just because I feel like it, you're the country that listens to us the most besides uh, the United States, so shout out to you. Um... And I've already said it like three times, but really thank you all for being with us for two years. And uh, for the past year of the show, I've been saying this, but again, keep wearing your mask, keep washing your hands, open your ears and your hearts and give a damn about each other because that is the only way that 2021 will be better than 2020. Nomadland is on Tuesday. It's on Hulu, by the way, if you want to watch it. Devil's Arithmetic is coming out on Thursday. You have to rent it unless you have Roku Channel. That is everything we got for you guys. And stay tuned at the end of The Devil's Arithmetic for a special announcement for something we are going to be doing in the very near future. So that's it for this episode, guys. We will see you later. Two years in, just to piggyback off what Dan said, two years in, we're doing something we've talked about for a while. So stay tuned for that. Also, two years, skick-a-doo, how do you do? Boo-boo. Olive Garden.
like restaurant style food, really fancy drinks, uh, curated so, weekends of like specialty movies. So I, I couldn't care. Yeah, exactly. 